This is Imani of Modern Mystic Chronicles podcast, inspiring curiosity and magic through storytelling of modern mystic living, with our story for today's episode written by Suzanne Ahmed titled, Notifications from Spirit on Belonging and Finding Home Within. I try to see life as one ongoing meditation. The key word here is try. Of course, I'll inevitably have moments of fear, doubt, and complete overwhelm, You know those moments, the ones in which you find yourself asking, why? Why universe? Why me? Why now? Things could be going well. You could feel amazing and tapped into spirit, chakras aligned and open after a powerful meditation or healing, and then bam, some confusing shit goes down to remind you of your humanness and how much is not in your control. I recently faced some deep fears of losing control as I've navigated what it means to consciously enter a romantic relationship, let alone with someone who has a child and a less than conscious ex who seems to undermine and exert control at every turn. And I haven't even met her yet. I call her Voldemort to try to maintain a mental and emotional boundary for myself. And still, it is one of the most challenging things for me to remain neutral towards her and stay out of a victim mindset. Then there are other times, like now, when out of nowhere, an old, sweet dog on the beach walks up to you to nuzzle your hand. I see this as an energy exchange, a mirror, and a reminder that all is well, that I am seen and supported even if it doesn't feel like it. This moment brings me back to my sense of place and home within myself. Funny enough, the dog was black, and right after this exchange, I look up and see a young dog, white, excitedly playing near the water. Light, shadow, old, young, birth, death. I can't help but create these associations in my mind. It can be extra, and yet it grounds me and gives meaning to what can feel like random chaos. The more I've leaned into spirit in my personal and work lives, the more I see meaning and connection in the world around me. Animals are spirit guides or allies that have been a significant anchor for me in this journey. The more I notice a bird or bug or other creature seemingly randomly, the more it seems to happen and the more I pay attention next time. It's a beautiful feedback loop of strengthening one's connection to spirit, both in the sense that we are all connected to a divine source and we embody spirit. Essentially, this awareness practice reinforces what is true and reminds you of who you are, something that can be nearly impossible at times in our current world. The other day after finishing a meditation and still carrying some heavy emotions, I look up. A spider. A really big spider. A couple of years ago, I would have probably freaked out and attempted to spray it with something or multiple things to just get it to die and leave me alone. More recently, I've been practicing sitting with my discomfort, sitting with my fear, whether it's in response to my thoughts or big ass spider above me is hard. As I watch the giant arachnid making its way across the ceiling above me, I consider what I was thinking about right before I saw it. It was related to my feelings about my romantic relationship and significant life changes that lie ahead. Duh, spiders signify transformation, I thought to myself. (laughs) I tried my best to pause and breathe that awareness into my heart and spirit. 
As I glance at the time on my phone, my scarcity mind suddenly worries that I am quote-unquote behind on a day off, also a national holiday. Engaging in my rituals more regularly has felt supportive, but I notice another thought. Damn, these rituals take up time. Finally walking out onto my half-finished outdoor space, I hear a familiar bird call. Now, I'm no bird expert, but intuitively it feels like a baby hawk or other small but mighty creature. It repeats its call a few times as I gaze up towards the tall cedar trees separating the side of my yard from my neighbors. It sounds silly, but somehow it feels like a greeting. It feels like we've met before. So I send blessings and gratitude from my heart space in the call's direction. Another experience like this happened while walking through my yard and questioning myself. Suddenly an affirmation became known in my heart. You are beautiful and enough as you are. A settled feeling came over me. I decided to look up. And there it was, a falcon. It was flying overhead, calling out as it swooped by a waning moon in the middle of summer. Another sign, a guide. I am seen, heard, and supported, I thought. Especially in the last few years, I have looked to nature, to the sudden appearance and sounds of birds, bunnies, bees, eagles, owls, hawks. The last two years felt like a massive spiritual acceleration, which says something coming from someone who has been doing, quote-unquote, the work of personal evolution for a while now. These moments of noticing ground me to the land on which I live amidst the imperfections of a neighborhood and community that hasn't felt the most conscious. I want to honor that I occupy the lands of the coast, Salish, Suquamish, Sonomish, and Stiliguamish peoples. The intersection of these tribes feels like a powerful parallel to existing on the cusp of two towns. Being here feels essential. It was only in January this year that I felt a peak of not feeling safe in my own neighborhood. An obnoxious yellow, don't tread on me, flag replaced a Trump election sign across the street from me. It took a couple of semi-successful calls and emails to both police departments. Remember, I exist on the cusp of two towns, on top of contacting the city council and the city zoning department. Finally, after all that, the homeowner took the sign down. It shouldn't have taken that much effort, and yet that situation occasionally serves to remind me of the reality of where I live and who I am in the place where I live. I am a multicultural Black, Asian, Arab woman in the Pacific Northwest of the U.S., one of the most beautiful places and also one of the whitest places I've ever been. In light of George Floyd's death, I've seen some hints of progress. I put my own Black Lives Matter sign up. I've noticed ongoing weird looks towards me and my partner, a cisgender hetero white man. I felt the mixed messages of white guilt and fragility projected towards me daily. I pause in writing this to notice a green hummingbird flying towards me, another spirit guide on this ever unfolding journey. I realize that these shifts in awareness are like getting notifications on your phone or computer, except they're more important. They're necessary to our human evolution. You know the saying, where attention goes, energy flows? 
Sometimes I think I start to sound like a spiritual or wellness hashtag, but it also becomes increasingly necessary and grounding to notice these signs from the divine. They're like nudges to step back and see a much bigger stage and story happening than the microcosm that is our human drama. That's not to minimize real human pain, injustice, and suffering. It just means we can hopefully find comfort in the fact that we aren't alone, that we truly are connected to everything and everyone. We all forget our connection at times, to all that is, to all that is already perfect and abundant, against a discouraging backdrop of the imperfect and oppressive. Overall, I find that my sense of security fluctuates in the environment where I take up space. The more I lean into spirit through my animal and plant guides and through sitting still enough to hear my inner voice, the greater sense of belonging I feel to my own body, spirit, and home. Suzanne Ahmed is a spiritual and embodiment guide who works with clients through wellness coaching, design consulting, and cannabis yoga and meditation. She offers tools backed by the science of psychology as well as by ancient wisdom traditions and her own intuition. You can find her and work with her and learn more about her offerings on Instagram at the design psychologist and at Queendom of Kush. Again, at the.design.psychologist and at Queendom of Kush with a K on Instagram. Material world while being in tune with the spiritual and the energetic. The Queen of Pentacles speaks to the grounded aspect that these signs of birds, spiders, and dogs give Suzanne as she is working through her life's lessons in the 3D. And with the archetype of the Queen, it is nurturing and caring for the aspect of the 3D life that can be challenging without the comfort of spirit to help us to show up in our physical manifestation of this life. Big love, Imani.